Before we get cracking on today's episode, let me just ask you, are you overpaying on your household bills? Instead of spending hours and hours on price comparison sites checking, why not download the Plum app? Plum analyzes all your direct debits and not only will it tell you if you're paying too much, but it will also allow you to easily make the switch. So far, Plum has helped me save £175 a year by switching providers, which means more money to spend on eating out when the restaurants open here in the UK. This is just one of the amazing features on the Plum app. So make sure you head to the link in the show notes to download. A big thank you to Plum for sponsoring the podcast. It's always been a real shock to me, the amount of stuff I see online, especially on social media, of the pressure people feel to fit into a certain body type. And the education isn't there for it. You could work out the same as somebody, eat the same as somebody and still look completely different. And yet society expects you to match this perfect body. And that's just impossible. Do you find yourself winging your way through life, hoping you'll figure it all out on the way? Hello, it's me, Gabby Mendez, your 20s wingwoman, and you're listening to the Talk 20s podcast. Here you'll find me chatting to influential 20-somethings on different topics that matter to you in your 20s and all the things we never got taught in school. This is your ultimate guide to adult life. So if you're ready... Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Talk 20s podcast. Before I introduce today's guest, a little reminder that we are now on YouTube. So if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, head over and subscribe to us on YouTube so you can watch this in person, watch us live and watch us have this chat uh, today. Now, today's guest is Emily Hale, the founder of Build and Breathe Pilates. Not your typical yogi. Emily has two metal rods fusing her spine together following corrective scoliosis surgery. Using movement for rehabilitation and pain management afforded Emily a new perspective on exercise, moving to nurture her body rather than punish it and trying to fit a certain body type. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the power of movement and exercise for our emotional health, not just our physical health. So hello, Emily. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. It's a delight to have you on the podcast. Thank you. It's so nice to come up. We were just saying that it's my first time up this far up north as well so it's very exciting amazing well congrats and thanks for coming all the way up to Liverpool it's so great to have you here um tell us a little bit more about your story because you have probably one of the most interesting stories that we've probably ever had on the podcast actually so tell us a little bit more about you um yeah so I'm the founder of build and breathe pilates and um It's kind of come about over a long time of me trying to recover from spinal fusion surgery. Um, And I had that because I was diagnosed with scoliosis at a young age. I think I was 14 when I was diagnosed. And scoliosis is a condition that causes your spine to curve into like an S shape or a C shape. And in, in my case, the curve was really severe. So the best option was to fuse my vertebra together. So I've got these two whacking great metal rods either side of my spine and I can't really slouch, um, which makes me look like a prima ballerina is great, but causes a lot of pain. Um, and if you imagine before this operation, I, I was a dancer, I was a figure skater. Movement was really, really important to me. And post-op, that really, really changed. And I kind of went from a place where I was studying ballet and everything was very beautiful and technical, very aesthetic, to suddenly being in pain and realizing that if I didn't move, the pain got a lot worse. And so I realized very quickly pain 
um, and movement were going to become part of my rehabilitation and moving to help that pain, moving to help that stress would be really important. And so what we're trying to do now with Build and Breathe Pilates is kind of be that voice I wish I had had and try and talk to people about the other benefits of movement other than just looking a certain way or feeling um, like you have to fit into this societal norm and looking at movement from different perspectives. So that's kind of how everything's come about. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I think it's a really interesting that you're not only doing the, having the amazing business that you've got right now, but you're also educating people through this wonderful uh, platform that you've got as well. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about how, like finding out that you had uh, scoliosis affected you when you were in your teens, because obviously that's probably quite a big shock. It's not, it's not what every teenager hears, is it? No. And I think that's, there's something that you just never heard of. I don't know if you've ever heard of scoliosis before. It sounds a bit like a horrible disease, but nobody really notices it and if you look back at pictures now when I didn't have my fusion my body looked really wonky but of course when it's you and it's subtle you're going through puberty it's it's not noticeable but I did have back pain and where I was a dancer that did impact me and we put it down to my mattress or doing something wrong and it wasn't until yeah I got the diagnosis from the doctor um, that we knew we had to do something about it and from a confidence point of view when you're 15 and you're told your body is wrong and you know you look different that's so hard and I think to come to an acceptance where you can think your body's fine and you're going to try and look after it and do what's best for it rather than feel separated from it is is really tough so definitely something I struggled with when I was a teen Mm -hmm, absolutely and now that you've kind of moved into your 20s do you Mm. think that there was something that you look back if you look back at your teen your teenage self and you'd kind of want to tell her something different and be like no this is what you should be thinking yeah I wish I'd appreciated my body a bit more and appreciated that my body was trying to help me rather than trying to attack me. And I think that's something I see a lot with hidden illnesses is people feel really detached and that they want somebody else to come and take the problem away. And actually, if I could talk to myself, I'd say, feel connected to your body, do something to help yourself. And um, hopefully I would have been able to go through the recovery a lot easier. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So let's talk about the fitness industry in the UK in particular. What's your views? I mean, I have my own views on on how kind of we see and how we view fitness, especially like in our early 20s. I was desperate about to lose weight. Like yeah. it was all about how I looked and how I, not never how I felt. It was always about my appearance. So I'd be going on diets to look a certain way. I'd be going to the gym to look a certain way. And that's definitely not how I feel about exercise nowadays. Yes. I would definitely say that I'm not in the same shape um, that I was when I was younger. And I was really, really focused on that aesthetic. But I definitely feel like I'm much happier now as a result because of the reasons why I exercise. It's yeah. all about feeling good. So what's your viewpoint on the fitness industry and, yeah. and what's your I'm, take on it? I'm so glad that you say that, that you've moved into a place where you can actually move for yourself. That's so rare to hear. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <I'm super laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm really lucky in that I bypassed that because I had to move for pain management. And so it's always been a real shock to me, the amount of stuff I see online, especially on social media, of the pressure people feel to fit into a certain body type. And the education isn't there for it. You could work out the same as somebody, eat the same as somebody and still look completely mm. different. 
and yet society expects you to match this perfect body. Um, and that's just impossible. And I think that's something I, I've really struggled with where my body um, is wonky and looks wrong. I've got this whacking great scar down my back. I physically can never look like these modely people. Um, and so exercise has never been about that for me. And I think that's where the industry is really missing a trick. I mean, there's a plethora of reasons why you could exercise. I've had clients who come for stress relief or um, they want to be able to run around with their kids for a little bit longer. Um, anxiety is a really big reason that people come and work out and people don't talk about it enough. And I think the fitness industry itself has a lot to answer for with a lot of self-esteem issues, body confidence issues. I feel really excited to be at the cusp of that shift in the industry where mm -hmm. people are talking about health a bit more holistically and talking about the emotional side and what you can actually gain from movement. I like to say movement rather than exercise. It could be a, a walk in nature. It could be a couple squats whilst you're brushing your teeth. Like it could be anything. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel really good. And so I hope the fitness industry is is changing in that respect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think it's really interesting because you mentioned there like, you know, everyone's body type is different no matter yeah. what kind of energy or food or whatever you put into it. And I think one of the things that I really worried about growing up is that my sister is five years younger than me. And obviously she's going to be smaller than me because she's younger than me. Yeah. But she has <laughs> growing up in a completely different physique so she is like really tall yeah. very slim and and so I feel like there was if you've got those people around you who you feel like you're comparing yourself to I think it can be really tough yes. and also another thing that has recently come out in the news is is uh Jesse Nelson has left Little Mix yes. and I think this is probably important to kind of bring in because she felt like she was constantly comparing herself yeah. to the three other girls in the group who were all like naturally slim yeah you know, they didn't have to work as hard as Jessie did to look yeah. the same the same way. Um, and so she kind of broke free from that. And she's she's mentioned on a few things that kind of came out, I think it was yesterday actually, that she just feels, she feels free now. She feels like she can be herself. Yeah. And I think that's so amazing that you can, you can make that decision because I think being so confident in yourself is the only way that you're going to find true happiness rather yeah. than comparing yourself to other people because they're great for a ton of reasons, you know, that's their yes. bodies, but it might not be other people's. Exactly. And that's why as well, you need to have this diverse group of people on social media, for example, so you can follow people who maybe are like you or follow a huge selection of people. It's really interesting. I put a photo up um, yesterday, actually, showing my shoulders being quite uneven, which is where they just naturally sit. And I had a huge amount of messages saying they were so grateful I'd, I'd shared it because they felt like they were the only one. And I think where you say where you're comparing yourself to your sister, maybe she fits into that image, which is the only image we see mm. anywhere. Of course, you're going to compare yourself because all you see in adverts is there's a successful businesswoman. Oh, she's tall, blonde, white, thin. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we see as this vision of success. And that's really sad because success could be so many different things. Mm -hmm. And definitely with, with comparison, social media makes you compete doesn't it makes you yeah. compete for likes makes you compete for shares and so I can see why that competitiveness is quite entrenched in society at the moment but as you say making that choice especially in Jesse Nelson's case to step away and feel mm. 
empowered to be yourself is incredible. Mm -hmm. But yeah, easier said than done, obviously. Mm. What do you think the answer is in terms of social media and comparison? Like uh, we have a discussion a lot on the podcast and I think it's such a difficult one to get your head around because you can't not go on social media and look at someone and go, well, my, you know, it's it's very, very hard to get your head around it. Do you think that's that's ever going to change? I don't think so because it would have to take everybody sharing their lower points as well as their highlights for that to happen. And it would be very hard if you were having a low day to actively go out and declare it to the world, wouldn't it? So um, I'm seeing a lot more celebrities showing bare faces, for example, or untouched photos. But then you see things like Khloe Kardashian trying to get rid of a, yeah. un, of a touched, untouched photo from social media. And I think that's where people are so determined to portray this specific image of themselves. And I just don't see that going away. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. sad. I've got two favourite people who uh, who spring to mind when you think of like showing the other side on social media. One is Vicky Patterson. And yes. One is Charlotte Dawson. Yes. The pair of them, they'll show a really nice picture of themselves and it'll be like all glammed yeah. up and then they'll show the most. Oh, like, yeah. I don't want to say it's ugly because they're still beautiful, but... The, the the picture of them which is just the opposite end of the scale yes. for them and I just think like if more of us did that like it would you know it would make us think like oh you know they don't look yeah. like this they don't wake up like this every single day and it's not it's not realistic you know like yeah. the pair of us have put on nice clothes we've done our makeup today this is not how we woke up this morning because nope. we wouldn't just roll into <laughs> the studio like this it's just yeah. you know it's kind of everyone's putting on uh, a little bit of a front no matter what you're, exactly. what you're seeing on social media And I I worry about this sometimes because I am naturally thin and I worry that people might look at my Pilates and think, oh, if I do the same moves as her, I'll have that body. Mm. And I really worry about that every day because I don't work out in a specific way to look how I do. It's just my natural body. And I really, really want to promote that movement is about how you're feeling and about building strength because of the other benefits of building strength Mm -hmm. and not just having one big muscle here, you know? And, um, yeah, it's, it's a really tricky balance to get, but I completely agree. I think maybe we should share some more, um, uh, untouched, unpolished selfies. Yeah, we should start a little yeah. movement, shouldn't we? Absolutely. Let's talk about the power of Pilates then. Yeah. So talk to me about how Pilates has changed your life or maybe even explain to us a little bit what it is for someone who's listening because even Jacob, our producer, he goes, you know, what's what's Pilates and you yeah. know, how does that work? So um, the most common thing I hear is, oh, isn't it the same as yoga? It's yeah. very different. Um, yoga is quite flowy and it's obviously got really deep historical roots and Pilates is a relatively recent thing. Um, the best way I can describe it is if you were to go to a physio and they were going to prescribe you a set of exercises, it's kind of like those exercises but strung together which doesn't sound very glamorous um but it can be really nice and flowy but also give you that time to really build your muscles so it kind of builds strength and mobility at the same time and personally for me it's just been the most incredible tool to recover from such big surgery because all I needed really was to build muscle through my core through my back and whilst I've got these whacking great kebab like rods in my back I need to keep mobile around it so it's a really good tool for me to use personally and um 
where you ask about the power of Pilates, I think with people with um, hidden illnesses that cause a lot of muscle tension, a lot of joint aches, or people with low self-esteem even who just need a bit of time to connect with their body, it's just the most incredible thing. And it doesn't have to be wishy-washy. It can just be, let's look at this muscle. Here's why it's great to strengthen it. Let's go for it. So mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And now I think the, 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 the I think the great thing about Pilates is that you mentioned already that people take the time to think about yeah. things when you're doing it. And I think it's similar with yoga as well. It's like, you're not, you know, you're not running a 10K, yeah. which also gives you time to think, but you're not, you are focusing on one particular area of your body, yes. which is really, really powerful for the mind as well. It is. Um, so what are kind of the the benefits of your your kind of mental health as well when you're looking at doing They're Pilates? They're huge. I think, as you say, moving mindfully is really important. Where we, especially on lockdown, are transfixed to screens all the time, we're very much in our brains and just looking at the screen Mm. and we can feel that detachment through our bodies. And we do things very mindlessly, even eating whilst we're watching something, you don't really taste the food. If you're on a walk, maybe you're looking at your phone, you're not really focusing. And Pilates, if I'm looking at you through the screen and saying, can you just tweak that thumb an inch over to the left? It really makes you think, what What am I doing? How am I doing that? And so um, in terms of connecting with your body, it's really powerful to give you that sense of stillness in your day. Mm. And what I've seen a lot of um, is, is increases in confidence. And I kind of talk about body confidence in two ways. I think traditionally it's seen that of you looking at yourself in the mirror and going, woohoo, I look great. Um, <laughs> but I think there's also a lot to be said for body confidence in terms of ability, especially when you're working with people who are maybe a little bit more poorly, even if you can't see it on the surface. Regaining that confidence in your body's ability is really important. So um, I think a lot of mental health is to do with confidence. And so being able to progress at an exercise. I've seen clients who've spent a whole year trying to side plank and they finally do one. It's the most amazing moment. And you can see I'm how- I'm absolutely crap at yeah. side planks. Let oh, me we'll just put it out one. there. We need to practice. <laughs> that is the worst. That is like the devil for me. Oh no, Normal we'll plank, get you there. fine. Side plank, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Start with your knees on the ground and then you can build <laughs> up. But you know, when you do one, you'll feel so good. Yeah. And so that's kind of the power of it is that you see that progression in yourself and it's just you it's just you doing a side plank on the floor nothing else has come together to help that and I'm getting very passionate about these side planks I just think (laughs) it's the most amazing thing I love it and I think one of the things that you mentioned there which really spoke to my soul was the fact that we're spending so much time on screens and we are in our head a lot Mm. and I find that even especially because I'm in the same space because I'm working from home I might have finished my working day or I might be taking a break and I'm downstairs but I've not left that zone. I'm still thinking about some of the things that I've, I've been, you know, at work or um, I'm looking at my phone, scrolling on Instagram or whatever it is. And, and sometimes I feel like there's there's moments where I don't feel fully present and I feel yeah. like I'm in my head a little bit. And I do think that something like working out, whether it's Pilates, whether it's going to the gym, where it's just focusing on your body and moving away from that yeah. is really, really, really powerful. It's very important. This is the thing with lockdown. It's really blurred that work home life balance, hasn't it? Mm. And you can't switch off properly, especially if you don't have an office. You just sit at the dining room table and your only separation is to shut the laptop. Um, that's really tough. I think I've seen a lot of people who've had that 
in lockdown as a really positive thing is that they do their session at 6pm and then you've changed your outfit even into some gym clothes and that gives you that separation and that chance to, as you say, switch off from your working day. But I wonder how that will change when things kind of open up and get Mm. back to normal. I think people are going to still work from home and that's going to become a a real problem in the future. Yeah, because like my time when I switched off was like driving, like driving to work and back from work. I used to find that really good because yeah, I'd be like in my head, I'd be thinking about, about, you know, lots of different things or I might be listening to a podcast or some music or something like that. But that was a real shift. It was just something different. And, And I don't have that anymore. I do obviously try and get out for walks and things like that, but it's not the same. And I often still find that I, I it takes me a little while to to move between the, the two different things. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's tricky hard. sometimes. Try switching up your outfit. That's my best tip. I really find that if I, I try and start work at 12 because I finish at nine most days. So I try and wear human clothes in the morning and then I get into my gym gear at 12 and I'm getting the zone. That's really helpful. Love it. Human clothes. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> so our physical health and our mental health, we've already talked about it a lot, but they're massively intertwined, yeah. aren't they? There's, you know, how strong we feel in ourselves physically is often, you know, very closely linked yeah. to how we feel mentally. Has that impacted across your kind of your 20s at all? Have there been moments to like where uh, you felt really low and you've really needed the physical exercise to kind of pick you back up sort of thing? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think when I was working um, at a desk job before I did this full time, I really struggled with stress management throughout the day. And I would really notice that in those times where I was very stressed, my back would just be awful. I'd be in so much pain, I'd be stiff. And I think people tend to see them as separate. They think, oh, I'm stressed or oh, my back hurts. And you don't realize that when you're stressed, you start to hold yourself a little bit differently and you scrunch up. And then of course you're gonna get back pain and you get into that horrible cycle. And I see it especially with chronic pain where people are in pain for years and years and years, lower back pain is becoming so common. And rather than just taking a paracetamol to cure the back pain, actually tackling the stress is really important. Or as you say, the other way around, if you're feeling stressed, take some time to just zone out, chill and do some movement so that you can have, give your head a break really. Mm. So yeah, they definitely impact one another and mm-hmm. they are intertwined. Mm-hmm. Do you think that working from home is also gonna, when everyone's scrunched over their laptops and stuff, because we're not sat in like, well, I'm definitely not sat in a proper no. like desk chair and stuff like that. Like I'm definitely sat just a laptop and it's not ideal, yeah. I don't think. I, I'm seeing a lot of people at the moment with, with upper back pain and especially in my condition where I've got um, the metal work, I can bend a tiny bit over the top of the metal work and so those muscles get incredibly stiff. Um, so I'm seeing it with my back condition but people with completely healthy backs are all of a sudden going, I'm in so much pain, can you yeah. help? And so yeah, we need to do a lot of stuff to kind of bring yourself back and strengthen up those necks. Mm-hmm. This is my favourite exercise we're doing classes are a double chin competition. So we get everyone to come into a double chin and then release. It's a good yeah, icebreaker. I'm going to try it now. I don't really want people get, to uh, People are going to no. be looking on YouTube like. <laughs> you get triple points if you can give me a triple chin. But yeah, <laughs> I should have no problems with that. Just before we dive into talking more about Emily's 20s, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about Inspire UK. There are always times in life when we all need a little help and support, whether that's to talk through worries or trauma or whether you need a listening ear or perhaps you simply want to improve your well-being. Inspire UK is your hub for mental health and well-being. Leila Hobart, the founder of Inspire UK, was actually a previous 
guests on the Talk 20s podcast and you can listen back to her episode on building self-confidence back in July 2020. Mental health is affecting more and more young people, especially since the COVID-19 outbreak. And this is why Inspire UK have created this hub to support your well-being. They offer support in a range of different areas, including but not limited to therapy and counselling, nutritionists, dietitians, and personal trainers. They're one of very few organisations that also offer a range of affordable counselling starting from only £20 per session. The advantages of using Inspire UK is that you can always trust they have the right professionals for you on board who are qualified, insured and registered. There are no long wait times to see someone and they can turn around your inquiry within a week. And unlike other providers, there are no central call centres where you disclose all of your information to. They're just a small team of professionals respecting your confidentiality and want to help. Find out more about Inspire UK, leading the way for wellness in your 20s by heading to their website. You'll find the link in the show notes. So I'd love to chat to you a little bit more about life in your 20s in particular. Um, So do you have any memorable moments or funny stories where you've had an absolute adult life disaster and you thought, I'm not I'm not qualified to be an adult? Um, (laughs) I was thinking about this. Um, One springs to mind when I went traveling after um, I finished school. And I ended up actually au pairing, like classic gap year, was an au pair in Australia. Uh, I'm really hoping they won't listen to this podcast. Um, there was one time the mum was out, I was looking after these two girls and I thought, do you know what would be really nice? It's a good old bacon sarnie, bring me close to home. And so I put the bacon in the grill, go and get the girls ready for school. And of course I get back into the kitchen and it was on fire. <gasps> Oh my and gosh. I just, oh my God, it was awful. I think what had happened was the fats had caught on fire <gasps> in the grill. Oh my goodness. Now this mum was like, she was so passive aggressive, you wouldn't even believe. So of course I don't want the kids to know that the house is literally like burning down in the next room. <gasps> so I had to go and set them a task. I was like, oh, it'd be really good if you could find me. Goodness knows what I told them to find. And so I go back into the kitchen, shut the door and I'm like, <gasps> Oh, oh God, <laughs> what do I do? Now, stupid me, this is why I'm not qualified to be an adult in this situation. I, I threw water on it, thinking, you know, that's obviously going to put the fire out. But it's an electric oven. Like, the worst thing I could have done is throw water on it. And I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I just shut the door to the grill, turned the oven off, shut the door. And I went and took the girls to school. And, of course, in hindsight, like, I could have blown the house up. Oh my goodness. It was fine. I got back, like cleaned up all the smoke. I febrezed. It was fine. Got the bacon out. But yeah, I just, I look back on it and I think I really could have blown myself up. Oh my goodness. But, yeah. That was a, like a close call there. Yeah. I didn't really know where that story was going to go. I, know, I was no, thinking, oh my God, good. did the house burn down? <laughs> Are the still two girls They're still fine. alive? They're fine. Like, <laughs> I didn't cook them. I didn't cook them, but they, oh, they were spoiled. Maybe they deserve it, but no, they were lovely. <laughs> I, um, no, but I think that's probably the the worst adult moment that I've had. Oh my gosh! Was, yeah, nearly. And you didn't exploding. get your bacon sandwich either. I know. I hadn't thought about that. I think I was too stressed. <laughs> my appetite went. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything in life that holds you back at all? Obviously, we've mentioned that you've been living with scoliosis, but yeah. I think you've made you know such positive things surrounding that that obviously it'll hold you back in in certain senses but is there anything else that kind of you find in you in your life that kind of you're working through right now because I think what we try and like talk about a lot on the podcast is that none of us are the finished product especially in our 20s we are all working through our own stuff is there anything that you're working through at the moment 
Yeah, I think for me, this is going to sound like cliche. It's the work-life balance. I think mm. I've really struggled with it when I had a nine-to-five job and now I'm running a business. It's just, it's so much more to handle. And when I first launched the business was March um, 2020 when we just went into lockdown and through to December I didn't take a day off and obviously you're going to burn out if you don't take a day off in that long yeah. um, and so I'm really really working on managing it not working very well I mean I got a work phone so things were separate but of course it just means I always have two phones on me so that didn't help um, but I've just hired my first employee which is really exciting so she yeah. started on Tuesday so it's really recent so that's really exciting and hopefully that will take some headspace off and mm -hmm. I'm trying to take Fridays off so I think I'm really really working on it but it's tough when mm. your brain's in something all the time. I'm sure you're the same yeah, with this podcast. Exactly same. You can't switch off. And I, mm. I was thinking like, it's going to be my wedding day and I'm going to be thinking about what a yeah. client's doing. Yeah. Um, but I think Has that post gone live on social? Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. So I think that's something which we're going to see a lot of in the future with younger people because we make ourselves available all the time with yeah. social media. And there's yeah. that pressure to respond Instantly. instantly so I think as workplaces grow and millennials start to move up into those higher management positions and then Jen said move into management positions everyone's going to be trapped in this cycle of I need to be on 24 7 mm -hmm. so I think people need to be really uber aware of that mm -hmm. I'm trying really hard with my employee to say look at 6 p.m go away not yeah. no offense to you but yeah. have an evening yeah. um so yeah I think in that situation you're so right but I think it's it's about setting boundaries isn't yeah. it not for necessarily it's important to let those other people know your boundaries but also for yourself as well so I did a simple thing like uh, throughout the whole pandemic like I had like whatsapp notifications it, I, I switched off most yeah. of them but I let whatsapp notifications on my phone come up and uh, I switched them off in like September time and Oof. um my friends were like, you're, you're not replying to me. And yeah. I was like, oh, just, I haven't checked my phone today, but it was yeah. an absolute blessing. Like I would Gosh. never switch them back on now, ever, Wouldn't ever, you? ever. I feel because nervous. I was just, but I was just getting interrupted every time yeah. I was doing something and whether that was important, it could have been really important or not. Yeah. I just found that like, I couldn't get into the flow of doing anything because I was constantly reacting yeah. to what was going on on my phone. So I have pretty much no notifications at all, oh. except my ring doorbell, um, which I'm always very nosy on who's outside yeah. my front door. Um, so, so yeah, I do think that like, it's one of those things that is 24 seven that yeah. we're kind of dealing with that. And so like, for example, I'm still working four days a week. And so I go straight from putting one laptop down to lifting up another and yeah. answering emails on it's my business. Lot. And I think, I, you know, I, I'm, I know I'm doing it for all the right reasons. I know that, you know, uh, eventually one day, hopefully yeah. this will be my full-time thing. But until I reach that point, it's a lot of balancing. Yeah. It's a lot of balancing. And it can be hard when you run your own business. It's it can tough. be hard when you don't run your own business and you're in your 20s as well, you yeah. know. Um, we've both said, like, when we're in our nine to fives, I found it so hard before the pandemic when yeah. I wasn't doing this. You know, um, I had a really demanding job and, you know, it was, and, and I still work in that role, but it was, it was crazy, you know, how much time that actually used to take up. And then yeah. I'd book some, to do something every single weekend and I wouldn't allow myself that kind of balance. Yeah. So it can definitely take over your lives. It's definitely. Tough. One book I would recommend actually that I've been reading at the moment is Grace Beverly's new book. Uh -huh. Yes. Um, it's called Working Hard or Hardly Working. Yeah. And it does talk about what we've just kind of chatted yeah. about here. Um, in terms of Gen Z and how we kind of are in the workplace. And, and I think it's really interesting. It, it, 
it touches on quite a few interesting points that I think are yeah. definitely going to be more apparent in in the the next few years for sure. So I would love to ask you who or what inspires you the most? Where do you get your inspiration from? I mean, I was going to say Grace Beverly. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she's she fantastic. Yeah, she's Grace Beverly and also Ella Mills, who runs um, Deliciously Ella. I find young women who've started businesses so empowering and I think especially in the health and well-being industry seeing people changing the norms and going for a different angle that you haven't really seen before and I think Grace is amazing as you say with her book she's moving away from traditional business that's like profit 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 and thinking actually what do I want from my working life and how can I live the most fulfilling life possible which is Mm. amazing and I really want to be able to do that for myself and my team as well um and Ella Mills I think she's just fantastic she's constantly learning and bettering herself and she's got an incredible podcast and she interviews such a wide range of guests on all sorts of topics in the well-being industry like um sleep food she talks about um, movement she talks about a lot um anxiety and I just love that she's trying to be so rounded and kind of understands that she can't know everything which I'm sure you've noticed like with your own business like Mm. you want to be the expert at everything and you really can't Mm. um so that's that's kind of where I get my inspiration from is other women who are are doing it and doing it in their own way Mm -hmm. absolutely and they are on like my dream guest list for the podcast so yeah if anyone's listening they're Ajam whatever hit me up love it put it out into the universe yes definitely Um, so we always end the podcast. You've been an amazing guest, by the way, but we always end the podcast by, uh, by asking one question. And it's a very, very simple one. If you could look your 20 year old self in the eye and just say one thing to her, what would your one piece of advice, what would your one piece of advice be? I would say to just do it with the business. I was really stuck in my last job. I stayed there for far longer than I, I wish I had. And if I hadn't been furloughed, I don't think I would have gone for it and I had that safety blanket to just go full time um but I really wish I could just grab myself and shake myself and say just quit the job just do it even if it means taking a step back you know moving home which I did do to make the business work um it's worth it and if you've got that idea and you've got that passion then you'll make it work so Mm. yeah just take the risk my advice I love that bit of advice uh, I think I need to tell it to myself sometimes I was gonna say yeah, yeah just do it <laughs> just do it I love it and I think whatever you know our listeners are thinking of at the moment they've you're probably all thinking about amazing ideas that you've got in the back of your head but are too nervous to go for it and I think you're a perfect example of you've got a brilliant idea you know there's people out there who need your help who need your advice just go for it exactly I think that's something I was really hung up on I thought oh I really need this solution for myself but maybe there won't be somebody else who'll grab onto it but if there's a problem that you've solved for yourself there'll definitely be somebody else out there who has that problem doesn't quite know how to handle it um so yeah Mm -hmm. go for it you should definitely go for it (laughs) (laughs) thanks Emily well thank you so much it has been so wonderful to have you on the podcast where can we find you on social media so I'm at um build breathe pilates which is our instagram um and our website is just buildbreathe.co.uk amazing thank you so much for coming up and joining us on the podcast Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Talk 20s podcast. I hope it inspired you in some way and pops a little pep in your step for this week. 
got a spare minute? It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe, leave a review or share this episode with a friend. We're on a mission to help as many 20-somethings navigate their 20s as we can and we really cannot do it without your support. We also love to hear from you. You can find us on all platforms via the handle at Talk20s. And if you're struggling with something in your 20s that we haven't already covered in the podcast, DM us and let us know so we can cover it in a future episode. And for more stories of inspiration and resources to help you make the best of your 20s, head to our website, talk20s.com.